Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me, Jesus Christ. You're listening to the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. If it's your first time joining us, welcome. Thanks for giving us a shot. The Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org. You can subscribe to our podcast through wisdomworthknowing.org or on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, as well as your favorite social networks such as YouTube, Facebook, and Rumble. Don't forget to like and share. That will help the show grow. There's also a donate page right on wisdomworthknowing.org. So the quote that was selected or popularized by the Facebook community for the topic of discussion today was, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Jesus Christ. So Jesus said this. I don't mean trust in me, <laughs> the YouTuber or the streamer. Um, yeah, we're going to talk today about uh, a topic that is sensitive to a lot of people. So forgive me if I don't do this perfectly or if I don't do this really, really well. Um, I am a Christian, so I will try to do my best. Um, I do believe... The person Christ is the most misrepresented person in, honestly, in history. I didn't fully understand or grasp how misrepresented he was until I actually read what he said. When I was growing up, I I was I raised a Catholic. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much details on religion, but I had a basic understanding of faith, you know, um, to the extent you can as a kid, because you don't really have a whole lot of utility for religion or faith when you're younger, uh, because you feel immortal and you have no, nothing to worry about because you're always taken care of. (laughs) There were little things that would spring this up in me, but for the most part, I kind of just used whatever I was told to formulate my view on faith in general and religion specifically. And then it was only probably in my early 20s, I would say my late teens, 1920, 21, 22, about around that age, in which I started kind of experiencing the existential crisis of life, you know, asking questions of what's the point? Why am I here? Why is there pain? Why is there suffering? And these questions kind of reared their ugly head as much as I tried to suppress them. They always bothered me. And I never felt like I ever got a satisfying answer. And I, I, at that point in time, I probably had a prayer life. I think I, I, I would say I did. And so generally most of my conversations with gods were more arguments. And at that time I didn't really fully embrace any religion or faith of any kind. Specifically, I would say fully, I should say fully, I, I, this is a very personal thing, which is fine. Um, 
because it's, it's kind of hard for me to articulate in words exactly how that journey played out. I, I do know it was messy and ugly, and I think it's messy and ugly for most people. But I got around to the point where I got so frustrated that I actually decided to read or open up and read the Bible because I was so frustrated with what I was being told by so many different people from different denominations of religion that I was like, I really just need to sit down and formulate my own view on all this. And I suppose that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because it was really, really shocking to actually open up and read what Christ had to say. And it was only then that I really started to grasp just how misrepresented he was and everything that he taught. And even to this day, it shocks me at how misrepresented Christ and Christianity are, even by people of faith. And I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying it just amazes me that in terms of context and the way things were said and how he said them, it it was always, it still is perpetually amazing to me how messy that has gotten. And, and, And justifiably so. I mean, so many things have been done in the name of religion and then in the name of Christianity that weren't proper representations of the teaching. And then there were other things that were good attempts at the proper representation of teaching. And then, of course, since we're imperfect people, we didn't do them well. So it makes sense that it's a loaded and complex issue. So I I don't want to sell people short because I do think that misrepresentation in a lot of ways is understandable. I shouldn't say justified, but it's understandable. Because when you advocate yourself as a religion that is supposedly offering love and forgiveness, then you open yourself up as criti- for criticisms when you aren't loving or forgiving, right? So it leaves itself particularly vulnerable to justifiable criticisms because it has to be held to a high standard. As it should be. So this quote in particular we're going to focus on. All I can really do is is emphasize that do not take my word for it. I think everybody's journey with faith is a individual one. I am a staunch individualist. And for those of you who don't know what an individualist is, it is somebody who believes that people are responsible for themselves in their own growth. And they need to, I believe people need to be given breathing room in order to process, understand, and develop or cultivate their own view of how the world works. And so what I don't want to do is just hard press my view onto people. What I want to do is encourage people to dig deeper into things so that they can formulate their own view on them. That's ultimately my goal. Because I don't, first of all, I don't know everything, obviously. I'm very limited. And I also don't know potentially what they will learn that I don't know. (laughs) 
So let's start with that beginning part. Do not let your hearts be troubled. It's very easy to fall into a worry and terror trap, like the hamster wheel of anxiety. We talk about that a lot on the show. I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. Um, I'm, I'm better at managing it now than I was when I was younger. Uh, for me, that took a combination of just life experience. Um, lots of reading. Learning what this process of trusting in God looks like. Because when I was really young, that concept's really foreign to me. Still is in a lot of ways. Um, medication is a part of that. Um, because God is a scientist. He, he invented medicine, obviously. It's part of his creation. So I don't, I definitely don't hate on medicine. I think it's a gift. Obviously, it needs to be used with extreme caution and care responsibly, much like any other weapon, you know, or tool. I shouldn't say weapon. It can, any other tool. It can be used as a weapon or it can be used as something good. Hammer can be used to kill, but it could also be used to build houses. But it, it, it was a, it's been a complex road. So this do not let your hearts be troubled is followed by him saying, trust in God, you know, trust also in me, which is easier said than done. If you are a person who is generally self-reliant, this concept of trusting in others is extremely foreign, and it, and it is for me. It does not come naturally to me, let alone trusting in someone who you don't see. Um. You know, Christ also said, blessed are those who believe and don't see. Like, blessed are you who believes and sees, but even more blessed are those who believe in without seeing. So even he understood how hard it is to trust in someone you don't literally physically see. So I, I don't think this, this statement was given as a, oh, this is easy. Just trust me, you know. I think this is more of an encouragement of saying, you know, begin to place your trust. His trust, I believe he, what he was trying to say is that your, your trust in me would not be misplaced. Test me on this, so to speak. And see how that works for you. So in my experience, when I did start trusting God with little things, I did start to see him work in little ways. And so this this was a process of transition. It was not something that I, like I said, came naturally to me. I started it. I started out with little things. And then I slowly learned over time that reality now, Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Christ being the truth, generally speaking, reality has a way of coming back and boomeranging on, boomeranging on people who don't trust or bank on it. And so having faith in truth and reality, that eventually reality will manifest itself and truth will manifest itself. Is not a bad thing to have faith in. 
before we move further into that, this show is brought to you by Amazon Audible, where listening is the new reading. If you're like me and you love reading but don't have the time, then Audible audiobooks may be the perfect solution for you. You can pop in your earbuds and discover that next exciting adventure or expand your knowledge from any PC, Mac, Android, Alexa, or Apple device. And check this out because you listen to this show. For a limited time, you can get instant access to thousands of audiobooks from Audible's Premium Plus catalog completely free. Just visit audible.wisdomworthknowing.org right now and take advantage of a free 30-day trial. That's right, for 30 days, you'll get full access to Audible's Premium Plus catalog, as well as an additional free title of your choosing. If you discover audiobooks aren't for you, no problem. You can cancel instantly online. That's it. It's that simple. Two years ago, audiobooks began to change my life, and they may change yours too. Pause this podcast and head over to Audible, that's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot wisdomworthknowing.org right now and sign up for this limited time offer. Unless you've tried placing your trust in something where that trust is misplaced, it's really hard to understand or value something that is constant. So this trust in God thing was completely foreign to me because generally speaking, as I was growing up, or just I think all of us as humans, we place our faith in things that are clearly trustworthy for us. Whether that's our parents, whether it's money, our jobs, our perception of our security. We put our trust and faith in things that are tangible and we have experience in them being consistent. If we weren't raised in an environment where putting faith in things, anything, not just religion, but putting faith in things came naturally, it is difficult to begin this process of trusting things outside of ourselves. A lot of us are super self-reliant or some of us are super self-reliant. We, we believe extending trust is a vulnerability and that's understandable, especially if we've been hurt or burned in the past. So all we can really do is we can start to begin placing our trust a little bit at a time. And so my best advice on this is we begin with the things we definitely don't have any control over. And then we can expand that level of trust as we grow in experience and faith. Because faith is not only a gift, but it also is something that does develop over time through experience. So we can't expect to have tremendous faith instantly. Like, just think of your relationship with another human or another person. You don't meet them and on day one, you have ultimate, your ultimate faith in them with all of the things most vulnerable to you. That's not something that just, just happens, right? We begin to have faith in people after we've cultivated a relationship with them and we've began to trust them with things. And then they've proven themselves reliable. And then over time, that faith in that person builds up. Christ emphasized the importance of starting this relationship or cultivating this relationship. That's why I believe the the personal relationship aspect of Christianity is so valuable, because we can have conversations with God directly. We do not require somebody as a middleman. Christ himself is the middleman between us and God. And he is accessible from anywhere, anytime, any place. Religion and church has 
tremendous value. I do not want to devalue those things, especially since we can draw on the experience and, and deep faith of others. But they are not absolutely essential. They are arguably not essential at all in our personal relationship. Again, I'm not devaluing it. I'm just saying that there are those who position the church as the intercessor, and that's something to be wary of. I have difficulty finding anywhere in the Bible in which it says specifically you must go to a third party in order to have conversations and have a relationship with God. But I do think there's value in having relationships with people who have that deeper experience. So what I don't want to do is overemphasize religion, but I also don't want to underemphasize it. Because I, I go to a church every Sunday, too, or I try to go every Sunday. I'm not perfect at that, but I, I do get tremendous value out of that experience. So, But the at the end of the day, this trust thing is something that we need to have as a personal relationship. And it's something that we need to cultivate in a one-on-one -on -one conversational dynamic. And prayer is just conversation with God. You know, it's it's not as it's portrayed in the movies. I mean, it can be if, if you want to meditate on something, but it's not. <clears throat> it's not ritualistic, I guess, is the word I want to put. It can be if that helps you. But it's not necessary. I've had... Most of my good, best conversations with God in a, in the car, driving, um, or in a quiet room. But in order to cultivate this trust that he talks about, we can really only do that if we start to spend time with him. Just like if we want to have trust in our relationships, we can only begin to trust people if we spend time with them. And then we have to take the secondary scary part of actually being vulnerable because in order to begin to build a relationship of trust, you have to take a risk. You have to take an emotional risk of saying, you know what, I will trust you with this. So I think where we can really start to find value in this is, is on the things that we know we have no control over. These are the things in which we can more naturally hand over to God and trust him with. Uh, the way people react, we have no control over. That's something we can trust them with. What's happening to other people in the world or in our relationships, if somebody's going through a tragedy, that's something that we can hand off or, or extend some level of trust to. Because, again, it's a situation we have no control over. Because the first part of this quote is is a prerequisite to the second part. If if we want to have the benefit of having our hearts not be troubled, we need to be able to offload those troubles somewhere. And being the better we get at offloading those troubles to God or truth, the more we can gain that benefit of not being troubled about it. 
And like I said, this is something that we just cultivate over time through experience. I'm not perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. And there are certain corners of my life in which I hold on to bitterly that I don't want to trust him with. I can think specifically of a few. For many people, this could be money. This could be a relationship. It could be what's going on in the world. It could be anything. But we, a lot, some of us, in, in my experience, I hold on to certain things harder than others. And I, and I have limited faith in those. But we can, we can get better at that over time. And I do trust God more with, with more things now than I did a year ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. And so, like I said, over time, God does prove himself consistent. At least he, did my, he does in my experience. And so this trust thing allows us to offload the, our troubles and worries and says, you know what? You take care of this. You take care of this problem. It's out of my control. It's beyond me. That's my, one of my favorite things to say. This problem is, is bigger than I am. And most problems are, by the way. So, so a lot of times it'll be like, this problem is bigger than I am. I need you to take care of it. And in a lot of ways, I struggle with this daily with some things. And I grab it back and I'm like, no. I <laughs> This problem's bigger than me. I, I can't I can't hold on to it bitterly. And so yeah. If you don't find yourself a religious person, um, or you you are not you are wondering about this whole Christianity thing. Um, a couple books I'd recommend is one of them that really kind of pushed me over the edge in terms of answering a lot of questions was Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. That one helped me immensely kind of connect the dots because I was kind of a skeptic agnostic early in my faith, and so was C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis was actually an atheist for most of his youth. And so like his perspective from that angle was really beneficial for me. It helped me kind of close a lot of the gaps, built a lot of bridges. Help me to understand things a lot better. Uh, and then obviously the Bible. Um, don't trust what other people say about what Christ said. Just read what he said for yourself. And try to keep an open mind. That's all I can suggest there. So, if there is anything in discussion time today, we will move into that here shortly. But before I do, this show is brought to you by Audible, where listening is the new reading. Get unlimited access to thousands of audiobooks completely free for a limited time for up to 30 days. Sign up right now at audible.wisdomworthknowing.org. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E.wisdomworthknowing.org. And sign up right now. For a limited time, free audiobooks. Actually, one of the first audiobooks you can pick is the audio Bible. Actually, that was one of the first free audiobooks I picked because it's like normally like forty or fifty dollars, and so that's a pretty good deal. Sixty hours of content. That was actually kind of surprising to discover the Bible was only sixty hours long in audiobook form, about as long as one George R. R. Martin novel, <laughs> which is shocking. This is the Wisdom Worth Knowing podcast. I'm your host, Craig Chamberlain. Thank you for joining me today. 
If you're listening on a social network, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe before you leave today. That's on Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. It helps the show grow. If you haven't subscribed yet on our podcast or to our podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And until next time, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me, Jesus Christ. So until tomorrow, let's work on being the best version of ourselves we can today because that's all we can do. I'll talk to you soon.